you know, again, looking at your kind of CV and your career progression, you uh, I spotted something interesting. You went to Spirian for about uh, close to a year. Um, they've recently become a partner with Lapide um, on obviously the, being the experts in um, data discovery and classification. Um, just curious, what are you, you know, why why you pivoted to sort of Spirian and then Immuter, which, from my understanding, it kind of again takes a similar journey with the data classification and looking at uh, access and permissions and and security around that was that by design that you kind of went that way no i wouldn't say by design um i have to uh, think how to answer this question uh let's uh (laughs) (laughs) you know i when i joined spirian was right during covid and (laughs) Just to be frank, you know, we were all struggling, right? Every business was trying to figure out how to keep the doors open mm-hmm. as a startup. And they were really just moving into the cloud space. And so it, at the time, the company just had to make some some major cuts to keep the doors open. Um, as a security company, you know, you've got two or three people there who can, um, who can do the role. Um, and it was also kind of, I think we were already having those discussions internally, like, is it, do you really need a full-time CISO at your size or should you be looking at CISO as a service type things where uh, maybe you've got a, and so I think just size and scale wasn't a great fit, but COVID definitely had a huge impact on, on the trajectory. Okay. Um, going into a Muta was, I think a little bit different because um, the customer base uh, most of our customers are, you know, definitely Fortune 500, Department of Defense customers, public sector, uh, and we have a a rather huge adoption of our cloud platform, and that continues. And so I think because I was looking to make a change already, and and Spirin was needing to make some some financial changes at the time, uh, Amuta came up, and it was funny because it was like, okay, another startup, do I want to do this again? But the more I got into the mission and saw that they're cloud focused, and we're dealing with um, Snowflake, Databricks, you know, all you know, think of all the largest data stores, and our customers have some pretty intense requirements, and and it has absolutely been what I thought it would be. But I also started looking, going, you know, I had not ever thought to actually look at like who our customers are as part of a job interview, and realizing that for the challenge I was looking for, Amuda is working with some of the biggest financial institutions in the world. <laughs> and, and so the drive for security, I felt like was really going to be there. And it was um, to the point where, you know, the program I built, the autonomy has been just absolutely amazing. But I've also had easy support because I'm always fulfilling my customers' needs. And those expectations are incredibly high. And I think, you know, for me, that really has made it more exciting. And because even though we're only like $30 million a year um, ish and 300 employees, we're servicing these large organizations. So we've done, you know, we're on our third SOC 2 type two. We just completed ISO 27001, 27701 certification. Um, And I had a customer call and part of their annual risk review and they started the call with, you're our favorite vendor, and we <laughs> love how you guys approach security and how transparent you are in the way you do things. 
And if that doesn't make you feel good and make you realize you made a good jump, you know, I don't know what would, because I think that was the one thing I didn't get early in my career is where it was like, my job matters, my team's work matters, and the customers are giving us kudos for the things that we've accomplished. So that support, it's almost impossible for the executive team not to support us, right? Um, so I think it was also, I joined in a great opportunity, right? We were getting tons of funding. Um, the company was really changing and COVID was behind us. And so we didn't, um, even though we had not a hundred percent, but we were able to work remotely, but we were also able to not have those barriers that I think COVID brought all of us during, you know, during that downturn. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds like um, it's coming along nicely. I actually had a similar situation earlier this week um, on a demo call. Um, again, uh, the client was asking, you know, are you Cyber Essentials certified? Are you ISO 27001 certified? And, you know, we, we're happy we can check all those boxes because, you know, when it comes to the due diligence and, you know, the, the risk profiling, it certainly uh, certainly makes things uh, a lot easier. Um, but, you know, obviously the funny thing is they're, they're using our tech to try and get to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, kind of self-fulfilling in a way. That's all good. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, Amuta for me was also, um, this is the second company that I've been at uh, after Spirian that was truly cloud native, you know, so 100% cloud, we have no data center operations. Um, our SaaS platform is 100% Kubernetes, you know, so there were all these things that while they're not necessarily new, they were new to me. Um, and I think, you know, also what I'm seeing, because I've had the benefit of working with a lot of CISOs at these really large organizations and their chief data officers is the other thing that continues to evolve in our um, careers and, you know, in our line of work is the cloud is, is now really what we said it would be 10 years ago (laughs) is even the largest financial institutions in the world have it, have put policies in place where over the next few years, they have to have X percentage of production workloads moved to the cloud. And when you think about, that and then you've got all of us that are smaller companies going yeah this is kind of how the company started um i think it's going to be interesting you know and i think that was one thing that was exciting for me was coming out of that executive consulting and you know really back into hands-on somewhat and even doing it you know being more involved has been exciting because a lot of things we're working on are things that are just really coming into fruition you know where we're seeing um you know, like tooling for Kubernetes, you know, is, is constantly evolving. And even our customers are not mature enough sometimes to manage that. And so as we evolve and as we're doing all these cutting edge things, it's like, um, it's to me, it's like a refresh. Like I've been doing this 25 years, but I feel like this is like, you know, year five all over again. Where I know what I'm doing, but there's just so much new stuff going on that, yeah, and so it, it you know, you know when you're kind of cutting edge when you're trying to explain to something to somebody and they're kind of like drawing a blank, um, especially on a demo or yeah. there's, a, there's an element of education in there as well because, like you said earlier, you know it's the way that you kind of explain something to somebody and then they get it and then you know kind of, kind of buy into it as well. So yeah, and you know, and it was interesting even like over the last couple of years, how much we would have to explain to auditors. 
um, how much they don't understand Kubernetes and, and how much cloud security and cloud vulnerability management is so completely different than on-prem and, and how you manage those programs that uh, what I'm seeing is, you know, the audit community still hasn't caught up, but even a lot of customers and folks who've been embedded in places for a long time, they're just not, they're not getting exposed to these technologies. Um, and, and I definitely think what I've seen, uh, Amuta being the best case example, we're completely cloud in every way. We've been able to pivot every year and make major changes in our security tooling or in our platforming in a very meaningful way that I couldn't have done at Wendy's. You know, when I've got a, a data center and a backup data center where I've got to depreciate five years of hardware and you know three years for software, we've been able to be very nimble. Uh, things like cloud security, especially, you know, I was on stage probably at least eight or if not 10 years ago with AWS talking about cloud security and really just starting that to be a major focus of, of what my team does. Here I am 25 years in, in the last three years at Amuta, cloud security has been the biggest thing we've worked on. And, and what's changed for me is also like before I understood the technologies that I was securing very well. I can't do that anymore. And so it also has really um, pulled on me to trust those that are doing the work and to make sure I build those relationships. Because the only way I can do that is I've got to trust but verify. You know, it's a Navy <laughs> or military term, trust but verify and have a conversation with one of our SREs and where I'm, it sounds like I'm second guessing what they're doing, but you know, because we had the conversation up front about, hey, part of my job is to make sure we're doing this. And I am not an expert in Kubernetes. <laughs> like that that whole world is, is you know, I'm more of a Windows, uh, maybe, you know, 2000 kind of person, um, Mac OS. But being able to not only have to depend on that team, but then having to pick tooling and, and processes that change, um, the cloud part, I think, really is becoming a reality for more people in very different ways, you know, not just um, where your email is and where spam filtering is, but where now um, and what we're protecting is, you know, sensitive data, PII in major data lakes in the cloud and, and cloud shared. That from a CISO and from a security leader and aspiring security leaders is you've got this whole new technology that you're going to have to understand somewhat but I also think you're going to have to evolve your ability to have those discussions up and down continually so that you can ask the right questions. You know, like um, I, I probably love the days when there was a cable separating us from the world. Right. And I knew that this box is that box stops everything. And if we have a breach going on, I can just go pull the firewall from the internet and we're, you can't do that anymore. Um, so it definitely has changed the way I think, and I think the way that we approach things. Um, and data-centered security has become, you know, back, I think, to the forefront. Like we talked about that as a trend maybe five or six years ago. You know, data-centric, you know, put, put your controls as close to the data as possible. Well, now your data is everywhere. Um, and we're addressing a small part of that with the data lakes and the things that, you know, they're serving. But we have the same challenges everyone else does where our endpoints now have become very, very dangerous right. again. Yeah, you know, we had mastered them for years and now it's it's not about vulnerabilities and it's not about malware. It's it's you know, chat GPT and 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 cloud services that have been democratized to the point where, you know, 
even my mom can go on and write a letter on chat GPT. That's pretty scary to me. <laughs> yeah, I think it all comes down to just evolving complexity, both in the, the tech and, and the solutions to, to the problem. So um, I, I certainly admire your whole kind of approach, mentality, philosophy, whatever you want to call it, to uh, you know the work that you do, your career, where you've always kind of leaned into the the challenges, the you know the challenging aspects and you know, areas where you can learn more or, or gain stand to learn more rather than you know some some other form of immediate graf- gratification. Um, do you have any parting uh, advice to aspiring CISOs or ones already in the trenches? Hi. Um... I would say don't um, lose track of the professional connections that you're making and maybe embrace those a little bit more. I think during COVID, we all got very home office centric. uh, And I know I was skipping a few professional events. And what I found is not only is it um, a little bit like therapy, but it's really helped me from a mental health standpoint to stop living in this small little world in my house and get out (laughs) and interact with other professionals and share beyond technical problems. But, Hey, you know, this is really getting me down professionally and I'm struggling with how to handle this. Um, So I would just definitely say, um, make sure you have lots of great connections in the community. They can be incredibly helpful and insightful in so many ways. And I truly know I would not be where I'm at today had I not had, not only coworkers and colleagues, but external folks that I had met and kind of bonded with at various events helped me throughout the years. Cause you know, this is a tough role. Uh, it's mentally exhausting. And I, and so I think beyond our skills, we also have to focus on ourselves and make sure that we're um, using the community to uh, kind of keep us engaged.